Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, and I do like to run. Life is busy, but one thing is for certain, with God, nothing, and I mean nothing, is impossible. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks again for listening to the Be Encouraged podcast. Okay, without further ado, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, this conversation is basically going to be about taking a vacation. No, I'm kidding. But it is going to tie in my vacation and along with, yes, the word worry. I know, I'm going to be circling back to this topic and it's really because I've been uh, just feeling a little bit worried lately and I want to speak to that and tell you why. But before I do that, I want to let you know that I was recently on a vacation. Yes, and I will tell you right now that a vacation is exactly what you need. Yes, you do. (laughs) Especially if you're like me, who is a beach bum, and I love the beach and just the salt water and the sun and the sunrises and sunsets. It's just something that just feeds my soul, and I just it's my happy place. So wherever your happy place is, I encourage you to go there, and even if it's just for a day or two, um, to relax and enjoy because... Just that relaxation just gave me um, so much time to just breathe in fresh air, just to breathe in my family and um, the people around me. We went down to um, the beach with my husband and his side of the family. So it was my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their families and my mother-in-law, and it was fantastic. We really enjoyed ourselves together and just laughing and talking and playing games on the beach. Um, And it was even better, so much better, because this year I actually had the chance to sit down in my chair more than a minute. I know. And if you are a mom of young kids, get you'll get there, okay? You're going to get there. Trust me. <laughs> you'll get there. It may not seem soon enough, but it will come. And then, you know, you'll enjoy watching your kids at a different age. It'll be fun. But my kids' ages are 13, 10, and now Lukey is five. So it was just nice to see him experience it at a whole new level. And the 13-year-old and the 10-year-old, they are just, they love the water. So it was really fun. And the sand. So it was really great to see them play games and to just enjoy, enjoy a different scenery uh, than our backyard for once. So that was really neat. Um, And anyway, my also my favorite part was probably my niece sleeping on me for two hours. I put her to sleep and just, oh, she's one years old, you guys, and she's the cutest. And she just laid and just cuddled and and fell asleep in my arms while my feet were in the sand and the ocean breeze. It was the most relaxing thing. And it's always, you know, the best thing when they're not your kid because then you can just kind of, oh, they woke up. Here you go. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But you know, it's just so sweet. Everything about vacation was just, uh, my world was made and um, I just was eating it up. So I totally uh, encourage you to find that relaxation time for sure. Um, And if you are uh, a person who, um, like me, has not I felt settled in a long time. I mean, it really did something good for my soul just to get up in the morning and take walks and runs on the beach. Um, It was just something that I I didn't realize how much I needed until I was there. But now that I'm back, it's back to reality. And reality means like, I don't know, just a different, you know, we're around more people. Where we were on vacation, we were not around many people. And um, it was really laid back and 
very quiet beach town and and now that we're back into you know civilization shall I say it's just become it was a whole new level just the first day back now I'm good but the first day back it was like come on I couldn't believe how angst I was just going to the grocery store I had to do a quick run before I was even able to um go into the store again it was just a strange feeling And I don't know what it is about a grocery store, but it just gets me every time. Just the masks and people like not standing near you or wanting to look at you even. Um, It's just, it's hard to all take in for sure, right? For anybody. And, And to be honest, I know people are going through way more than just going to the grocery store in a mask. I totally get that. And that is not me downplaying any of that. Um, but it's just something for me that it got me feeling angst and I don't know how people do it every day. It's just amazing. You guys are heroes for sure. Anyway, um, I naturally took a run before I went in because I just needed to breathe in fresh air again, remind myself like what's important to keep my eyes focused and remember that it's not the end of the world. We're going to get through this. So how am I going to get through this? Well, anyway, I, you know me, I go right to the word. I'm just like, I need to know. I need to rally, right? I need to rally what is truth in my mind and shift my focus and determination um, towards the goal ahead of me. And that's really just keeping an open mind and shifting my focus on Jesus and humbling myself, knowing that I don't know all the answers that's going on out there. And I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to meddle and know how school's going to work out next year. I don't need to know how all those things, but I do need to know how God's going to equip me for a, such a time as this, right? So I think that's one way I can just shift my focus is, Lord, how are you going to use me no matter what is going on in the world? How are you going to use me in that? Anyway, I just highly suggest reading the word. Um, and basically what I dove into was Luke 12, 22, 34. And I highly suggest reading all of it, its entirety, because if you feel that little creep of doubt, just kind of in like, like me, like I just came out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Um, cause like I said, I was really relaxed and it just whoop sideswiped me. Like I was my blind side and, um, you know, in that part in Luke 12, 22, 34, I feel like even Jesus knew his best friends were getting bogged down and, uh, the conversation could be confusing or overwhelming. Like he spoke in parables. That's kind of hard to figure out. Like, especially when not all of it was revealed to them at that moment, what everything meant. So I can only imagine how his friends were like, I love you God, but this is all too much. This is so much change. This is so much going on. Um, and I bet he felt the worry set in on them. So he spoke to it. He literally told them, do not worry in his words. You know, sometimes that's easier said than done, right? But hang in there with me because this piece of scripture has been like gold to me over the past few days and to help me refocus and reset my mind at peace, on peace. And it doesn't mean that I'm sitting comfortable, um, you know, in the in the world, but I am considering that living in worry is a waste of time. And I'd much rather use my time to walk on water rather than drown in the what if side of the pool. Does that make sense? So in verse 24, it said, consider the ravens. Do they do not sow or reap? They do not have a storeroom or a barn yet. God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. And to me, I thought, Oh geez, well, what's 
what's a raven? <laughs> Actually, I think I remember it looking like a crow. So I Googled it a little bit and the uh, Britannica um, encyclopedia website, it basically said, they, yes, they are a large crow, but actually they're very intelligent and they even make their nests like out of these coarse sticks and can inhabit several different places, including, um, you know, all over the Northern hemisphere um, from tundras to deserts, to barren mountains, to pine forests. And studies even show that they instinctively know what uh, to save as value for them to use as tools, even if they were planning for the future, as if they were planning for the future. So weird, right? And they're also omnivores and eat tons of different kinds of things, meats, right? And or scavengers, basically. Um, and it's it's just all that within the uh, Britannica Encyclopedia, by the way, online. And yet, but nothing in the encyclopedia said that they worry about where they are going to live, what they're going to eat, how they're going to stay warm, what they're going to do the next day, where they're going to find their next meal. It doesn't mention how they worry at all. But it did, however, mention, weirdly enough, how they save up tools. They plan. It's weird. They may not realize what tools, but instinctively, God has given them this like instinct to gather certain things to maybe they will use that in the future. How great is God that he created us, and aren't we greater than birds, right? That's what Jesus was saying. But how we gather knowledge and tools, and if we have the right tools um, in our toolbox for the future, whatever we may need them, that's important too for us. And we do that, and we're, you know, um, and we plan, right, for the vacation. We plan for things that we'll need along the way. It doesn't mean everything's going to go smoothly, but we plan, right? So I think even birds do that. Doesn't God love us more than that? Right? Doesn't God find us more valuable than that? And is going to give us more tools than what, you know, sticks and things that they find. Right? So it just made me really think, and I know that might be a stretch, um, even, you know, for the disciples listening, they're probably like, okay, yeah, okay. Um, yep. Consider the ravens. You got it. But really, aren't we more to God? Because look at what we have. Look at where we are. Look at what we inhabit all over the world, right? And God is so faithful to provide us all that we need. And that's the truth. When I am reminded of times when I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to stretch this $50 at the grocery store? You know, Grant and I were first married. We were young and I wasn't working. And baby Ava had just graduated college. Like we were rough in it. And $50 was my limit for my grocery bill. And yet still God provided. God provided. And it was maybe through different um, you know, people along the way, my lovely in-laws and parents who helped us and supported us when we didn't have much. Um, you know, I just think God is so faithful to place people. Even when I was growing up, um, there was a time my dad lost his job and we didn't have money. And my parents, we didn't, we didn't know when our next paycheck was coming. My dad was, um, you know, laid off and, um, his company bankrupt. Like it was just so many, one thing after another, my dad experienced in his business and his work life that was just came out of nowhere. Um, my mom got into a car accident, so she couldn't work. And so we were living in this limbo area for a few years where really, I can tell you it was rough. And I opened the pantry so many times and I didn't, we didn't have food. We didn't, we didn't have it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I went to different friends' houses for dinner some nights. Um, luckily, family members at that time 
I know, I'll never forget it. They made care packages for us and they threw in like those little gushers and, you know, fruit by the foot things, things that, yeah, we would like, but we never realized would, um, would be a part of that. Like God just was such a blessing. Even the little things that like, as a kid, you want those things, right? Um, and God was, God was eager to provide. Um, you know, I learned then too about worry. Like I, it, it, I didn't think as a kid that I really had to worry, you know, it just, things showed up. People brought meals by, people helped in different ways. And God is so faithful, right? To do that in the midst of the chaos. Um, when we want to worry, he's, he shows up, he shows up in the odd places of our lives. And even if it's, um, you know, God knew we would worry about, you know, what we'd eat, what we'd, plan for, you know, what, um, oh gosh, he knew we would worry about, um, you know, how we would look or, you know, different things. And now we're worrying about when's the salon opening? (laughs) When are we going to get time to go out to eat with our family? When, um, I wonder, you know, when, uh, they're going to open up different, um, you know, trails for us to walk on or parks or whatever, you know, um, or the pool, like we're worrying about all these little things, but here, God, Jesus knew that and was like, you guys, don't worry. Don't worry. So easy for God to say that, right? But he knows the beginning. He knows the middle and he knows the end. He knows the how he knows exactly how this is all going to work out. As crazy as we may think that is, it's true, right? And here is the truth that we are much more valuable than a raven, right? Like Jesus said that that's, that's true. Like Look at those birds. They're ugly, yet God still provides for them, right? And if we're more valuable, even among the worry, the doubt, and the confusion, we've got to gear up. Yeah, brothers, sisters, let's go. We've got to gear up because God is working out every detail of our lives, even if we can't see it. If mere animals do not worry about the next thing that's going to happen, then let's trust that God will still be God. And we need only to be still, right? And we need only to look up and relax and soak up the wonder around us, listen into the ocean, crashing waves and relax. Take that breath of fresh air in, do it with me and let it out. Get excited and spark a determination inside you that pulls out that, that, um, that grit that goes above the waves, right? That goes through them and says, you know what? I, I might be scared. I admit that. And the, yeah, maybe the world, the horizon, these, these waves that are big in front of me scare me. They're loud. But that does not mean that I am weak, right? Where I am weak, God is my strength. When I don't know the answer, God is all knowing. When I don't see a way, God's making a way. Those are truths that I can cling to in face of worry. I encourage you all to face it just like that and consider these truths. We're human, right? So when I think God wants us to consider the lilies of the field, the sparrow, the raven, he uses all these living things, right? But yet he compares it to us and says, we are more than that. We're his treasure. That's something that's hard to fathom, right? How God can just truly wondrously love us and because he created us and it just it boggles my mind. I think it's boggled the minds of science forever, right? And um, and of people. 
because we're human. That's hard to rest our minds on. But when I know I, I do, that's life-changing for me. And I hope that encourages you to do the same because it's true. We can find rest again, just like on vacation. We don't need to be on vacation to really know God's peace, right? Although it's great. I definitely recommend vacations, but I know that God really wants me to tap into that peace, even in the chaos, if that makes sense. And so in order to shift my mindset from worry wart to gaining back a perspective worth looking at, I need to consider three things. One, worry is a waste of time. Two, what will worry bring? Three, what positive difference can I make if I choose not to worry? Okay, so I'm going to actually just use an imagery here to bring back a point uh, that worry is a waste of time. So number one, right? Um, There was a time I spent a lot of time worrying about where my next job was going to be, where I was going to land as a teacher um, and where I was going to end up. And literally so much time worrying and trying to figure out the pieces myself and play God in my mind, really it lost a great, the greatest joy sitting right in front of me. It made me distracted from enjoying life, missing out on the beauty around me, missing out of really listening to, I mean, if you, so to speak, if I'm going back to vacation mode, really soaking up the sun and the salty air and the, in the waves and the sand, I'll miss out on the beauty around me. And I did do that. I missed out on the beauty around me. Even when life was uncomfortable and messy, I chose to cling to the worry And that wasn't good. It wasn't good for my soul. It wasn't good for my mind. It wasn't good for my family. That's who I want to um, lift up. And they were the ones who I think I was bringing them down with me um, in that worry game. And so um, I wanted the uncomfortable, messy moments of life to move quicker. So I could be sitting on that lounge chair with my feet in the sand. But here's the thing. The season of mess, it was a blink. I can't go back and change my kids to be younger. I can't go back and change the time I spent worrying instead of trusting God was in control. I can't go back. Can't change that. But I can change the trajectory of my thinking now. So when I look back on this moment, I don't want to see myself in a pool of regret, worry, and fear about the things I couldn't change myself. Yet I want to look back at this woman and say, you made those the best years of your life despite your circumstances. You made the most of it despite the scariness of the unknown. You let faith be the light that shined on your path and served you well. I want to say that to myself. What do you want to say to yourself? Do you want to say that worry ruled you? Or do you want to say, I shifted my mindset, I rallied, to a positive mindset and it became a movement to help you um, work through that that moment in life, that that worry. And let's not like discount the fact that yes, worry is good for our protection and for caution. There are good things for that. But I'm speaking to the unhealthy things of worry when it just becomes on repeat and it paralyzes you from moving forward. Does that make sense? So... Are we going to hold our heads high and see it as an opportunity to make lemonade out of lemons? Are we going to make it an incredible painting out of three colors? Or are we going to let it just stand there blank? 
a chance to consider here how incredible we are, that others are inspired to consider the same thing about ourselves, that if you consider yourself incredible, if you consider this blank canvas to be a masterpiece, even before you put your brush to it, then yes, other people will see that too. And it can be all the difference. Consider not worrying, you guys. Consider being uh, steadfast in the word and just keeping your eyes focused and determined on the positives because that's going to get us up and out. That's going to move us onward. And when we look back one day, we're going to be amazed at what we did and how we kicked worry in the face. Wait, hang on. I want you to know that you are so important and I love your feedback. I do a lot of talking and writing and there's no better way to keep the conversation going than hearing from you. Yes, you. If you go to jackiebrindle.wixsite.com, you can comment, email, and subscribe. It's a great way for us to stay connected and for you to have a library full of encouraging content made with a purpose to help drive your life in a positive direction. That's Jackie Brindle, J-C-K-I-E, Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E, dot Wix site slash my site dot com. Now there's a mouthful. Now go there. Now. Yes. Now. And be encouraged. <laughs>